Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Gary Barnes, CIO at Medical Center Health System. In this segment, Barnes talks about how meaningful use acted as a catalyst in getting his organization on the right path, why he decided to put the analytics department under the CIO and not under IT, and why he refuses to let clinical people become IT people. I would imagine that a lot of that has to do with uh, meaningful use and just... Uh, uh, yeah, meaningful use was kind of the start of it, and really that's where you really started getting into some of the more detailed uh, integration within the organization. I would say that's probably the, one of the forcing factors of that. Now, when that first uh, came around, what were your uh, initial thoughts on meaningful use? Oh, it was one of those things for, this is not an IT project. Somebody's going to have to do this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was like, well, you know, what are the requirements? And I guess I knew more about the requirements than anybody else and did, did my research and, and background. I dug into those things and going, okay, here's what we have to do. Here's the people that need to be assigned to each one of these pieces. And, uh, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. You know, six months later, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, you need to be responsible in making sure it all happens. Right. So, in turn, you know, then, then not necessarily the CIO, but, you know, I became responsible to making sure, sure that it was done and, and, and holding people accountable for getting it done. Yeah. Now, how many, how many years or so we are into it, um, has, uh, has your opinion of it changed? You know, I, I've thought about this. You know, that's one thing about being around for a while. You get to think about it. And, you know, to me, there's been a lot of negative part people talking about meaningful use. But in my opinion, it has forced us to go to a whole new level that we would have never accomplished without meaningful use. I don't think we would have ever got the physicians to adopt and do what they've done and get where we're at without, without that being required. Mm -hmm. And in turn, there's still some people negatively thinking that it wasn't a good thing. But, you know, bottom line, it's a three-stage process. You know, one is just making sure you gather the data, and then, then you, you gather the data, start reporting the data and trending the data, before you ever start really getting better outcomes. And that's just the phase that we're starting to move into is that third phase now, which I think we'll start seeing improvements in patient care from some of these things. Right. Yeah, really getting into uh, being able to, to leverage the analytics and improve uh, care on an individual level. That, that's pretty exciting stuff. Absolutely. And that, that's one thing that I did a couple of years ago is uh, we, you know, our analytics was part of financial accounting, and we had some different pieces throughout the organization. I, I structured a new uh, department under the CIO. I don't want to say it's under IT, but under the CIO, a, a new department called Analytics and Decision Support. And I put them in a different location outside of IT so people don't view them as, as IT because the people in that group we had some IT people, but we also had some people from improve, performance improvement and uh, decision support, and we've really been able to create a robust analytics department. Okay. That's been one of the, my exciting things because I, I like that sort of thing. I got a 
major in computer science, but I also have a background in, in mathematics. So before I got my MBA, so. Okay. What are the, some of the things that you really hope to see uh, come out of that, uh, the analytics and decision support department? One of the things we're doing is just getting consistency throughout the organization. So when we're reporting things, it all goes through that one department. So we, we give consistent numbers. It's also really helped us on having somebody overview it of improving our processes. Because one of the things you find out from analytics is, is about inconsistent pro processes throughout the organization. So when that data starts coming in, through, in and you start trending it, you start seeing where you can make improvements throughout the organization. So that's, that's, to me, that's been exciting where we tie process improvement into analytics. And that's interesting, uh, the, the decision not to put it necessarily under IT, because I would imagine it, it, it does change the perception of, you know, not just thinking analytics is an, is an IT thing. Absolutely. I think that was a key factor in making it successful is, you know, keeping it away from IT and not saying it's under the, the IT umbrella. I mean, it's under the, the CIO position. Right. Which, you know, that's one thing I try to view is, you know, the CIO is not just IT. There's a lot more to that position if done properly. Right, right. This is kind of like the million-dollar question, but how do you think the CIO role will continue to evolve? I mean, it's changed so much just in the past five and ten years. I think it will continue to grow, you know, into embedding more in the clinical components. You know, one of, one of our biggest successes that we have is, is from the assistance, that, that the relationship that I have with our CMO and also our CNO, you know, of just being partners in, in developing better processes for our, our clinical staff. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, our breakdown of IT, I really didn't say that, but, uh, you know, one of the things that's changed, too, is when we did Meaningful Use is, is the people that are in IT now. You know, we have our, our core IT people that do hardware and software and all that stuff, but we also have four nurses, a respiratory therapist, two pharmacists, and, uh, and a physician in, in the department. Mm -hmm. Just to get, uh, make sure that, that all those perspectives are being kind of factored into the decision-making? Absolutely. And the one thing we do try to do with our staff, too, is all of our clinical staff, we try, try to make sure they don't become IT people. We want to keep them in that clinical arena. So we, we basically require them to go back and work within their respective areas, like nursing, respiratory, or pharmacy, go back and work in those areas so they don't become IT people. They're still that they... They uh, use what they're, they're building and stuff within the area. Okay. It's kind of a different approach to, to rounding almost. Absolutely. Okay. And is there, is there anything else that's kind of surprised you about meaningful use? So, well, actually, you mentioned physicians and um, how, you know, it seems like the, the, the trend has been that uh, there's maybe less resistance to, um, you know, affiliating with hospitals and, and getting onto the uh, the EHRs, and is that something that surprised you, um, seeing as how things were years ago? Absolutely. You know, you, you've got to provide value to them, and, you know, it's a give and take in everything you do. So, you know, you've got to look at some of their processes and say, hey, if you could help us out on, on doing this, 
we can provide you with what you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, um, last thing I wanted to ask you about was that you mentioned Shine before, which is now uh, 20-something, maybe more, more than 20 years old. Uh, and. Uh, just uh, about how, you know, involvement in, in that particular organization has, uh, how that's benefited you. Uh, I've been very involved. Uh, I was on the board of directors for the, for the three-year period a couple of years back. Let's see, what was that? Probably 2008, 9, 10. I was on the board of directors. I've been very involved over the years. Um, I've been working on the the CHCIO certification process, so I've been helping with the the governance board for that, and also uh, doing the doing the testing, creating test questions for the CHICO position or certification. Where every year we get together and write quit test questions, verify test questions, et cetera and making up those, and I've been involved in that since we started the certification pro- project. Okay. And I would imagine that, that, that for, for CIOs who uh, actually, either those who are new to the position or those who are aspiring to, to the role, that um, something like you know, getting that, that education and certifications is probably more valuable now than it's ever been. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I love doing that because it, it keeps me – learning and, and keeping up my skill set by doing that because to be able to write test questions and stuff like that, you've got, you've got to learn and you've got to take the material. So it just it gives you a lot of good experience by doing those things. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I'll hear people say that they, they learn the most when they have to teach. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I, I understand now what they mean. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I know we've uh, covered a lot. I covered what, what I wanted to talk about. Um, I would definitely like to talk to you again because I know there's more, but um, I really appreciate your time and, Absolutely. Um, and the perspective. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks so much, and uh, I hope to uh, maybe catch up with you at uh, Chime or one of the upcoming events. Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. And, uh, thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.